Hello, hello, and welcome to the Body Talks Back. I am Sarah Romeo White, and on today's episode, I talk to a woman who has literally changed my life, uh, Christina DeMarco. I cannot tell you how excited I am to be able to share this episode with you guys. When I first decided uh, to do this podcast, one of my intentions was to be able to share different healing modalities that have helped me. Um, and so to be able to share with you a conversation that I have with someone who I have worked with personally for years and have it be the person who has made the biggest difference on my healing journey and in my life um, and in the life of um, my husband and so many different people that I know uh, makes me so incredibly happy. I've literally referred everyone to Christina anytime that anyone comes to me and is like have struggling with something, has questions about, you know, their life is in a transitional period. I'm like, you have got to call Christina. Um, and every person I know who have has worked with her has come back um, from a session with her like a changed person because guys, she is magic, like actually magic. Um, she's a channel, an intuitive healer, a spiritual mentor, a light worker, a teacher, and a conscious creator. Um, the work that I've done with her has helped me heal in ways that I never thought was possible for myself. Um, so I'm so thrilled to be able to give you guys a taste of what she offers. I'm also really excited for her to be able to give more of an explanation of what she does because I am terrible at attempting to explain it to people. Um, so hopefully uh, by listening to this conversation, you get more of an idea of just how really incredible she is. Um, as things tend to happen around Christina, this conversation came at the most perfect time. Um, I knew that Ben and I were going out to LA for a, a couple of weeks and I, um, really wanted to kind of, you know, reach out and interview a couple of people while I was out there. Um, so when I reached out to her, she got back to me immediately and was like, oh my God, this is perfect timing. I just launched my website. I'm about to start doing all of these workshops, which is incredible because forever Christina really, um, was a referral based um, person and so I never really had like a place to send people to really allow them to see how incredible she is so I'm I'm like beyond excited that one she finally has some presence out there on the internet and two that um, I'm able to be one of the first people to like provide a platform for her to speak about what she does. Um, because again, like I said, the, you know, Christina really is one of the most important people, um, in my life in regards to my healing, um, and really everything. Um, so I'm again, super excited about this. Uh, this episode is a lot longer than the other ones, but I really encourage you to listen to the whole thing because I think that it can be, even just listening to this can be really helpful. Um, and, uh, you know, it was really healing for me as always. And I think that it can be really healing for you guys as well, just by listening to it. Um, so her website is healingnest.com. I cannot stress enough how important Christina has been to my life and the lives of others who have worked with her. Um, so if you listen to this and are like, oh my God, I need to reach out to this woman, you are in luck because 
it doesn't matter where you live. She works remotely um, as well as in person. Uh, she does Skype sessions um, and phone sessions. Um, and if you live in Los Angeles, you can work with her um, at her uh, in her incredible home um, where she <coughs> does her sessions. Um, so here we go. I'm not going to do this intro to be, I don't want this intro to be too long, uh, because this episode is a lot longer. So I really hope this, this is as healing for you as it was for me. And guys reach out to her, work with Christina. Cause I can't, she's just a gift to this world. All right. Love you and enjoy the episode. When I initially had the concept of doing a podcast, I really wanted to um, give exposure and just knowledge to people about different healing modalities. Like that was that was one of my intentions with it, um, because for me and my healing process, there's no one pathway. Like mm-hmm. I've had to, you know, I'm a seeker, so I'm just like constantly like looking for all different things. And I think we started. You're the first person who I'm ha- who I'm having on who I've actually worked with like you you were my healer like so it's really cool to be able to um yeah give let people know about you because you're like you really changed my life in like such a big way and I know that you know that but I just like need I know, to it makes me so happy you. though to hear that yeah and I mean it's true and I like I'm constantly like Anytime that anyone has it, I'm like, oh, you gotta, you gotta call Christina. Like, this is my <laughs> Christina, my my lady. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm glad that I was able to um, come out to LA and talk to you. Just happening yeah. that while I was out here. No, it's yeah. wonderful. I'm so excited to be doing this too. It's the perfect timing for oh, me, yeah. like, you know, because I'm I, I shared with you that I, you know, built most of my business off of word of mouth, and at the point now where I'm ready to kind of launch myself and put myself out there in a more public way, and I just launched my website, so this couldn't come at more perfect timing. Because of to, course, of course, of course. divine timing <laughs> that it would always work out. Yeah, I know when I when I reached out to you and you your response back was like I just did my website. I, I was like, like oh yeah. I know. This would be what happened and I literally had a conversation with a friend the day before like I need to start putting myself out there maybe I'll do YouTube videos or a podcast or something and then your text came in yeah. so it, it definitely was meant to be yeah. for both of us so for I'm sure. happy to be here yeah. and and uh support you in this yeah. new endeavor yeah and I'm excited for people to hear kind of what you do because I I'm not good at explaining it because it's such like a yeah magical Thing that happens when yeah. we're when you're in the room and just are working with you and that I, I haven't like I don't know how to verbalize it because it's yeah. really like a personal so I'm, I'm sure you'll you will be better at verbalizing what I'm you not do. sure because it's yeah. it is a magical thing for yeah. me too you yeah. know you know a little bit about my story that mm-hmm. it wasn't something that I planned to do it kind of found me mm-hmm. and so you know I kind of had a spiritual awakening that gave me these gifts that I can help people and I've been slowly unraveling them and trying to understand them more fully so that I can help people so in in the same way it's like a magical thing yeah. for me every single time yeah. it happens that it that it seems like beyond this world and it's not about me yeah. you know and it's not about yeah. me it's like I'm just fortunate that I can bring this energy through for, for to offer it to people yeah, to be of I mean, service it's amazing and, and like 
So I worked at, you know, we met because I yes. worked at um, Yoga Works that you attended like down, down the road. And everyone who I worked with, we all started going to you. Mm-hmm. And every time that someone went to you and had a session, we'd come back and be like, oh my God, <laughs> I just had my session with Christina. And it just like blew my mind. It like changed my life. <laughs> like it, without fail, every time someone came back. And then from that, like everyone just wanted to like keep going and be like, oh my, have that experience. So like, yeah, you're just crazy gift. <laughs> you're just you. like a crazy gift. So we'll see. So you... I mean, you still you're an intuitive healer. Is that that's is that the correct terminology? Yeah, or? I would say that I, I do spiritual counseling mm-hmm. and intuitive healing and uh, and a variety of offshoots of that. Let's just say, like okay. I it started out really I was a massage therapist and um, had always an interest in energy healing and somewhere along the way around 2012 I had this shift where just clients started having instant healings and I didn't really understand what was happening through the massage through the massage oh, wow. and I did one level of like a reiki level 1 and uh but really didn't feel like anything mind blowing had happened or like all of a sudden oh those odd moment you right, know where I became yeah. spiritual or, or became a healer it was more like okay I did that but then I, I, I went and worked on someone and then things just started to shift where I knew things beyond this world and I knew everything like all of a sudden I just was able to I, it was the start of me being able to channel like becoming a spiritual channel but I didn't really understand it at the time and so I clients would just basically have like an issue and I'd be kind of trying to figure out how I can help them and, and somehow in the process they would be healed and I didn't really understand what was happening and people were like you have to come back and do it again but I didn't really know how I was doing it right. and so it was super overwhelming to me personally but at the same time I'm like if I can help people I'm I'm in the work of healing people so if I can do it on a broader scale then I have to figure it out and show up so that sent me on next couple of years of trying to really uncover and break this down because it, it started really more on a tangible I'm super logical as a personality type which is why which is doesn't really go yeah. with you know like yeah. it, that a lot of spiritual community is really out there and I have that aspect but there's this I, I really need to ground it mm-hmm. in a way that I can understand so I can express it to people in a way that can be assimilated and really usable in your daily life and so it, it you know it came through in a really grounded way at first where I almost I'd be working with people and I had an encyclopedia of all herbs in my head all of a sudden I had never studied it I knew what every crystal could do I knew what flower essences would do and I would know it in the language of the person that I was working on so if they're from India I would know it in their language and I never studied that language and I'm like what's happening am I literally becoming crazy right now because there's voices in my head and I'm knowing these things but I don't know how I'm knowing it and so I had a couple clients that were super trusting and I shared it with them and they kind of became my first two clients in in that realm where I would say what's this word is is it a word in your language and they would say oh yeah and I'm like and is it something like they would say it means this and I'd be use it in that drawer over there at your house and I'd never looked in that drawer and it would be there and it was we would look it up and it would be like an Ayurvedic cure for what they were suffering from and I and I and, and I would just start crying because it just I was like, I don't know how this is happening. And it seems so magical and beyond this world. It and is. nothing I ever was planning on striving for mm-hmm. or thought to do. I was an artist before that. And so it just kind of was a natural progression that I moved in this 
way. I always knew I wanted to help people and had an interest in that. And I was a sculptor as an artist. And so translating that to the body kind of made sense. But this whole awakening kind of just sent me down on a whole other path. So there was a number of years where I didn't really share a lot of it with people. I was doing it more internally and I'd be with clients and still doing massage at the time and sneak off to the bathroom with my phone and look things up because I was so afraid to say it out loud and have it be wrong. But then every single time it would be right. And I'm like, how is this even happening? Like it doesn't make any sense to me at all because I'm so logical. And so it really went on like that for like so long that my friends I would call them every time like almost in tears and they're like when are you going to get bored with like when are you going to just accept that this is the new norm and I'm like it's just it it's it doesn't even seem like it's me that's doing it and so around the time when it first happened I met a woman who was psychic at a party and she cornered me and basically was like you know that you can heal people's organs and you know that you this is your gift and you're supposed to do this and I was like no well I'm doing it but I don't know how I'm doing it so you hadn't talked to her she just like she just thought well we we were at this crystal party you know and so we're shopping for crystals and when I walked in I immediately was like I gotta know that woman for Mm -hmm. some reason so I kind of saddled up next to her and we're looking at crystals and I just had a feeling about her Mm -hmm. and then um, as the night went on it was one of those groups where you're gonna be in a circle and share and so we were all in the circle and and um Afterwards, she came up to me, or I actually went up to her because I just had this feeling like I wanted to be her friend for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm pr- super shy, uh, <laughs> naturally, but for some reason I got bold in that moment, so I kind of went up there sheepishly, like, "Do you want to be my friend?" <laughs> and so, and so she was like, "Oh my God, I have to talk to you." The whole time, she could see guides and angels, oh, and yeah. so she basically was like, "Your angels were in my face the whole entire time." you have to know that this is your gift and they're saying you don't understand what you're doing but you're doing it and they're helping you and so she basically gave me permission she's like you know about all herbs and everything I was like oh my god that's what's happening like I I I I I, that's this is the mechanism by which is happening and so she kind of gave me permission to move more into that direction because it, 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 before I thought it was just all in my head. And so yeah. talking to her, it was like a validation. And so she kind of ended up being a really integral part in me kind of having my awakening. Did you like, did you train with her? Or like- no, I just did one. Like she does, she did phone sessions. Okay. So I'd do a session with her yeah. and it just, it, it was just always so magical because stuff that I was working on or she could give the validation to what I was sensing and right. feeling what was happening. She would give me that reinforcement that gave me kind of permission to go for it more. Right. And confidence. so the confidence, yeah. because it's, you know, especially because oh. this isn't a world that has, you can get training, but no one can really train mm-hmm. you to be, it's an internal process of awakening. Yeah, totally. And so you kind of, you know, you can get, it's not tangible. It's not logical. You can't go study it in a book. Yeah. You can, but then it has to be translated in a way that, cause you're interpreting energy, right. which there's not a book on how to And I think everyone do that. does it differently. And everyone does it. And every yeah. single person is different. Yeah. So that's where I kind of, I started, you know, slowly. It, it took me a while before I even was able to put myself out there in that way. And then slowly I just kind of maybe around the time that a little bit before I met you I started Mm -hmm. to offer it more professionally and so kind of sheepishly at first and I was shaking every single time but I was like okay if I can help people and I knew that I had a couple people that I I had instant healings like Mm -hmm. beyond like that were magical to me like like 
third degree burn healed in one session that, you know, or someone with an ulcer and is gone. And I'm like, Oh my God, how am I? Yeah. (laughs) And then I had like this, the, the catalyst really was, I got connected through a friend to this baby that was born with the birth defect and I, I offered my services for free because I was like I really want to if I can do this but I, I didn't feel comfortable charging right. and so there I had to go to the hospital and then the ICU with the baby and in the NICU like doing my crazy healing yeah. with the, the doctors are walking around and I'm like oh my god I'm really that lady in the room right now <laughs> like I'm really but I'm like but I have to help the baby yeah. like I have to help her yeah. and so from that the baby basically like made a recovery and they were going to have to take out an organ, but I didn't want the organ. Like I really felt that the organ intuitively that the organ be, can be saved. Mm-hmm. And so I was psychically kind of trying to work with the doctors and work with her energy and move it. And, um, the next day when they had the surgery, the doctors told the husband, you know, when we got in there, it wasn't as bad as we thought. So we didn't have to take the organ. And that's exactly the message I had been sending psychically Uh to the doctor. It's not going to be as bad as you think it is. And you're not going to have to take. And so he kind of said the same words. And I was like, oh my God, this is like for real. This is crazy. And so from that point, then I was like, okay, I have to start to figure this out. So it just kind of was one step at a time with each client what works what doesn't work it really started as a hands-on healing and me really you know doing more like a hands because I was coming from the massage background so it came from more manual I did medical massage so I kind of understand the mechanics of the body and so it came from that respect at first and then it kind of became a hybrid because I realized like I was helping people heal things but then they were going away and it was gone and then they'd come back a month later and it had recreated itself Mm -hmm. so being super practical like I am I wanted a system that like okay what's happening like it's gone they're tell me it's gone and you know but then somehow along the way it gets recreated and so there's that mind and emotional aspect that I felt like I really needed to get into to break down of what's happening there's obviously cellular data that's holding that that energetic frequency of the of the sickness in the body but there's something that's feeding that and driving that on a deeper energetic level so it kind of it set me on a course of really trying to understand the mechanics of energy in a way that I can explain to people that's that seems usable in your daily life yeah. and to really get at all aspects of someone's energy in a holistic way so it's not you're just treating the body you got to look at okay so it's the body but what's going on in your emotions what's going on in your mental landscape and how is that happening on a spiritual level from higher aspects of yourself and how does that interplay within your reality within yourself but then also how you relate to the world and and from and energetics of manifestation how does that then bring responses back from the universe from how you've set up your personal vibrational landscape how that is that getting translated by the universe and sent back to you right to create your inner and outer reality right. so that i can kind of figure out how to help people get what they want in life and heal their bodies but also be like happy and feel abundant and and on all levels of your being yeah i mean that I think the reason um, why I was so drawn to you, other than just like your gift, and we worked just like for full disclosure, mostly on the emotional yeah. level, um, or like all on the emotional level. Mm-hmm. I feel like very few times I yeah. got on the table, um, but just because that's like what I yeah. resonate mm-hmm. with, I probably 
should do more body stuff, but yeah. I like I'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but you okay. know, like the on the on the chorus level, most things are generated from the emotional landscape. Absolutely. So, you know, you in in truth, you can't even have a thought without having an emotion behind it. Right. Because even if I'm having, like, I'm looking at this wall and we're in a room you guys can't see, but yeah. there's a green wall. If I have a green wall, I like the color green. Right. So I have a fondness for, like, just by looking at it, I'm already having a feeling beyond it. So everything, even if, if everything in our body is sensing and feeling. Right. So on a deeper level, really, everything is getting born from some emotional. Yeah. And I'm very somatic. So yeah. Like I know, as, as you're yeah. aware. Um, but the, what I'm saying is the, the thing that drew me most to you, and I think maybe um, it's, I mean, it's obviously was meant to be this way, and it was yeah. it's such a gift that you that you figured, that you are such a logical person, and that you figured it out, like, later on, yeah. is because you are so grounded, and any time that I would recommend you to someone else, I'm like, you're, I'm like, the things that are going to happen in that room are going to be bananas crazy, like, you're, yeah. you're, you're not going to, you're going to be sitting there and be like, how the fuck does she know this, I'm like, yeah. what, what is going on here? But the way that she's going to relay the information to you is going to normalize it so much that it's going to be like, oh, we're just having a regular conversation here, but yeah. my, my guides are like, yeah. like fueling this like crazy yeah. stuff that's going on that there's no way that Christina could have any idea that this was like happening in my life. Yeah. Um, but because I, yeah, because I feel like, you know, I'm again, like I'm a seeker, so I've, yeah. I've worked with a lot of different people and a lot of different types of healings and there's a lot of you know, different types of healers. And for me, like it has to be grounded mm-hmm. in reality. Like yeah. there needs to be a level of like, yeah, like a, a like to stand, like a place that I can logically like look at and be like, okay, well that makes sense because this isn't, it's not just ethereal. It's like not just up here. Yeah. It's also like just fully grounded in reality. Yeah. Um, and you're just so good at doing that. And I think probably because you, it just came to you. Like it wasn't like, well, and I had to teach myself, but also for me, it has to be usable. Like, how is it helpful? Like, and so I've a seeker as well. And I've been to a lot Mm -hmm. of different healers and you have these magical experiences, but even just from a personal standpoint, I've walked away like, well, what do I do with that now? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I integrate that? How do Mm -hmm. I actually act from that place in my life? And so when I stepped into doing this work, I wanted to make it like, I'm aware that I'm like a crazy lady that's talking to guys and angels off the planet, but how can I translate that in a way that's accessible and usable and like you said, normalize it so that it doesn't feel that it doesn't, it's not, it's beyond this world, but of this world as Mm -hmm. well. Like it's so that you can ground it because if you can't take it and own it in your energy and be able to act from it, then it's not going to make the shift Mm -hmm. in your being. You have to be able to absorb it and integrate it. Yeah, and, and I so, always, like, and you always give for, I mean, I don't know, maybe you don't do this with everyone else, but for me, like, I, I always lead with homework, Yeah. Um, which is my kind of, like, at this point in my life, um, when I look at healing, because, like, you know, like, I have a, I have a therapist now, mm-hmm. uh, um, and even, and with her, like, in our first session, I was like, I need homework, like, mm-hmm. I want homework, because if people don't give homework, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't, you know, maybe yeah. you're helpful for someone else, but like you need to be able to leave the room and if you're going to he- help heal yourself, yeah. like you can't not have something to work on. And yeah. I feel like I really, um, 
within working with you and just constantly like I you know I have no like notebooks and just like all of these like hours of recordings that I can go back to and be like okay this affirmation and this thing was like meditation or like whatever was something that this worked now and if it's if it's not doing the same thing then like I can go back and I still have this like wealth of like things to choose from to like work on next and I think you know that's why I've worked with you for so long because it's, I'm able to like take what, take what happens, work on it. I mean, that also, you know, to give myself credit, like that's also because I'm willing to do that work. I mean, you know, not everyone's willing to do that. I want it. Like I'm a junkie for that type of stuff. So I'm like, yes, like, okay, there's something I can (laughs) tangibly like take and do. Um, but, but then, so it's like, I, haven't needed to be like okay every week I need to come back and like and re-up because I'm like I have this like thing that I can work on and like work on until it doesn't work again and then I'm like hey Christina like can we have another session <laughs> like I've gone through all my things let's let's go to this next level well and that's what <laughs> yeah. I tell people because I want yeah. it to be like that mm-hmm. because it really is a co-creation process Absolutely, right yeah. like if if I just do it for you, right. you don't own it in the same way as if you discover it for yourself. Right. So I, it's like, I always just feel like I'm shining a light down the, the walkway and saying, okay, look, go over there. It's a way better over there. Mm-hmm. And here's the things that you can do that's going to make that path even more enjoyable to walk down. And here's the things I can see that are keeping you from being able to flow in the direction you want to go. So it, it is a really, I always see it as a co-creation process mm-hmm. because I was just putting people on the table at first. trying to take it away for them sending them away but I was watching it come back recreated in some capacity and so that's where the homework got born out of that of like I'm gonna try to help you integrate it and by doing that is that I'm going to give you tools that are going to empower you to also make you feel a little in control of it too Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of us feel like I don't know I'm stuck in this and I don't know how to get out of it and the situation keeps coming back around either in my body or in my emotions and I'm looping around and I want out of it but I don't see the pathway out and I feel trapped and to get that empowerment aspect where you really feel like it's within your like domain to shift it and mm-hmm. to really have the tools so that the next time that thing comes up, you're like, oh, that's like what Christina said. Mm-hmm. And I applied it to this once before and it worked and I can apply it over here. And so then my, I always think it's a, a sign the, of a positive thing when people don't come back because it's like oh, okay yeah. I did it like you know yeah. and they'll come back and I always tell people they're like when should I come back I'm like you come back when you feel like you need to come back when yeah. you've capped out on working through what we discussed and you're ready for the next hit of information that's going to start the next round of awareness within your within your being yeah I mean it's really empowering in like a very in a real way yeah because I yeah I mean again, just having worked with so many other people that sometimes even, sometimes people give homework where it's too much. And yeah. it's like, I, okay, like I hear that and I want to implement it, but it's just, it's too overwhelming and I'll do it. Like I'll try, but that, but it, it falls by the wayside very yeah. easily. Cause it's like, it's just too overwhelming where with working with you, it's always been like very, really like accessible stuff that mm-hmm. I can it's just like oh okay I'm just gonna repeat this in my head like yeah. I'm just uh, my thoughts going there I'm just gonna okay this is this is where you know thought replacer or like whatever like yeah. oh, let's go here and it really informed um when I started coaching like how I worked with clients because it was like you I I can tend to 
see all the different solutions and then like throw that on the person yeah. <laughs> and it was like mm-hmm. oh wait no like you can't like that's too much like even yeah. though it's sure like all those things might be helpful it's like it's just that's not feasible for someone to take in and take on so it's like I really learned from working with you that's like you got to give like the little tangible things and then the next time maybe if there is a next time then like yeah you can maybe give that other stuff and just like trusting the intuition that like what what you chose is the right you know one to give. Yeah. Well, and at first yeah. I did, I think I might have over mm-hmm. shared homework with people, you know, oh, as I learned, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. especially because when the, the herbal stuff was opening up oh, and cr- yeah. every single time someone would come, I'd be like, okay, these herbs and these crystals. And then after a while, I'm like, they can't take that many, like, <laughs> <laughs> like no one, it's not, it's not usable. So I'm like, okay, how can I do this in a different way that is, can I energetically embed that frequency of that herb in someone so they don't have to literally take it into their body, but I'm gifting it to them from, from the energy of the earth and mm-hmm. in a different way, but also with the homework, we all live really busy lives and not everyone's going to sit down and do an hour of journaling a day mm-hmm. or soul searching, but you can do in the moment, have a mechanism within yourself to understand how to shift the energy within mm-hmm. you that you don't even have to sit down. Like the homework doesn't actually have to be work, right? right? It could just be an awareness factor of the way you're moving through your life. Like from this session to the next session, I want you to pay attention to this. Right. Like we've talked about this. Now you're aware of it. Now go out and see the way what, I, what I've shared with you, of what I'm witnessing in your energy how it's actually relating in the world and catch yourself doing this thing that you're doing unconsciously you didn't realize you were doing, mm-hmm. this generating this outcome that you don't want. And so then once you see it, you can shift it, right? Because mm-hmm. if it's just hidden in your energy, it's just acting unconsciously and it's more like, you know, that those unconscious belief systems or some wounding or blocks are more running you instead of you running them. And so when you can see them, you have the capacity, it gives you the empowerment to shift it. And so I kind of feel like that's how I do. It's like, you know, when I'm a healer, I call myself a light worker. Mm -hmm. So I just always feel like I'm shining the light. Like, here's the light. Let me just show you what what I'm witnessing and what I can bring through from higher levels of consciousness of your being, of how I can be of assistance in helping you get at the best life that you want to live. Right. And so that's, that's, and the homework is part of it though, because it does have to be a co-creation. Now, some people don't do the homework at all and they come back, but I can see that it's still, sometimes it's not about tangibly doing the homework. It's about the awareness of, Mm -hmm. of, of the assignment. And so I can see that it's still shifted their energy, even if they don't physically, you're going to go at it in a different way because you're really self-reflective, but some people don't. Oh, absolutely. Delvin is deep, yeah. but but uh, whether people have done the homework or not, I could still see the shifts somehow. It mm-hmm. still works in its yeah. I mean, I think that, like for me, I'm just I'm a person that like has ha- in order yeah. for that in order for those shifts to ha- shifts yes. to happen, I have to do it. I don't yeah. necessarily think every, everyone yeah. has to do it. Yeah. And like you said, like even just the shift that I feel just having a session like mm-hmm. whether I go home and do anything or not like the shifts and and the things that come up and the yeah the awareness the consciousness the awareness. of these things yeah. like and I'll say even for for Ben like when you know Ben's not really a person who maybe is gonna like do the homework on a daily basis like he'll he'll do it but like I, I just get obsessive and I, he also has a much busier life than I do mm-hmm. and I think yeah, so, like, I'm I'm lucky in that sense that, like, I have time yeah. to, like, really be like, okay, I'm going to put this focus on it. 
but with him like the shifts that happen just just from having a session with yeah. you it's like I can I witness it for and really anyone I know who has like worked with you like and have had that that experience of just sitting and like whether it's on the table or whether it's having the converse the conversation and what and what comes through there's such a huge shift and it's a shift that lasts like I mean the you know, it makes like, me so happy know, though because like, it's, it's so that's my true, goal though. is to make yeah. it so that it's usable and tangible mm-hmm. and that people can hold on to it right because yeah. it's like it's it's uh, to be able to help people get where they want to go in life mm-hmm. is such just a, a beautiful thing for me just in my own personal life it's so gratifying oh, yeah. to get to to help people and to be able to see people take it and run with it and, and create the life that they want. And, you know, it's really been a, a, a journey in me of figuring out how to deliver that because each person is so individual and unique. And that's why I never do any two sessions ever the same right. is because some people are all on the table because right. they, they, they can't go into it. They have to go through the body to get to the consciousness. Right. Some people have to go in through the motions to get to the, some people have to go in through their mind to get. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm trying to read the pathway that each person can absorb it and integrate it best. And so you are going to go in through the emotions because that's your, Mm-hmm. that's entry your pathway way. that's your yeah. entryway yeah. in and from there we can get to all the other avenues mm-hmm. and so my goal has always been to how can I really read each individual person so I meditate before a person comes on each session because I'm really looking to work with your guides and your higher self to have a understanding of how I can best be of service and what's the pathway in it's it's more like I'm trying to look at what your potential is, but also what's available today, right? Yes. Because there's, yes. you know, there's the uh, where we want to get right. to, but if I try to jump someone there that fast, they, they can't absorb it and they can't hold on to it. So it's like, here's where we're going. Here's our journey together. And yet here's what we can get to today that you can absorb and hold that's going to make the shift that you can integrate and move on to the next step. Yeah. Or some people I can just jump, you know, so it, it, and that's why it's really reading each person as an individual and not having it be a system in that way so that it can, it's really, truly a unique process. And it's fun for me because it's yeah. like a, coming from an artistic background, right. it's a creative process in that I'm just creatively working with someone's energy in the way that I would paint a painting or make a sculpture, you know, cause it's just, how can I shift this composition of the way this person has arranged their energy into the beautiful picture of life that they want to live. And so it's just, it's That's an just extension of that. I never yeah. like that, but that really is, it is. Really it's is the same. It is. And then it's, channeling yeah. is just a creative energy on a different level. And I'm working with light mm-hmm. and sound, which is all creative you know, most creative endeavors are, are visual in some respects. So there's the light and or music is the sound. And so that's the similar energy to me. When you say you create with light and sound, is that like, what do you mean? Like, is so that all the energy, that... well, all energy on the planet uh-huh. is born from light and sound. Sound is really the first emanation from source energy. Right. And that sound then gets translated into light so that it can travel because sound can't travel in a, in, a, in a vacuum the way light can so everything on the planet is arranged in blueprints that are then born into form from sound and light it's just kind of a big energetic matrix mm-hmm. you know you can look at some of the work of Einstein where you talking about the unified field theory and so it, it, it science is really starting to come to this like 
really great confluence of right. kind of crossing over. You're seeing that in some of the, the quantum physics stuff is that, that where the two worlds are kind of meeting. You can see it in nature, right? Like there's a there's a pathway in nature that's constantly creating. It's it's it, it's a creation destruction cycle, and it works on its own. It's just mm-hmm. like being driven somehow. We don't really understand it, but there's these universal laws that are that are happening there that are driven by that light and sound element. You know, we have the sun. You know, we have the the elements that are making you know that are making the world around us. And so, kind of the new work that I'm doing is really to try to break down those mechanics of how is nature doing this unlimited supply. Right. The, yeah. the nature, you there's no limitation in nature, and it constantly keeps rebirthing itself. And there's a confluence and a cooperation and a coexistence that happens in nature that we don't necessarily haven't quite figured out as, as humans, humans, right? Yeah, and so, <laughs> like, and, and that's why people get so inspired when they're in nature, right? right? It feels like it fills you up. You know, you go out into the sun, it's giving you some energy. You're in the moonlight, it's giving you a different energy. You watch the animals in the way they, they interact or the way that the, the plant kingdom, there's a divine intelligence in everything around us in nature that's running itself in a way that's that's beautiful and seamless and um, never ending. Right. And we have the start and stop that we're doing as humans, right? Where right. like I'm trying to get that and then it failed and then I got to start over. Or we hold on to things and we don't let them go. You know, we stop ourselves from that cycle through our through our consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to right now. I'm, breaking down the mechanics of like how that frequency and vibration and how that energy of resonance that works where like like attracts like that you hear about in energetic right. teachings yeah. what's the mechanics of that and how is that working as an uh, vibrational reality within our bodies and you know you can break it down into the mechanics of the body and the in 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 the way that people talk about the chakras or the aura or the nadis or the the meridians. There's a lot of different uh, theories on the way this energy flows throughout the body. So I'm trying to really understand that from a deeper level, but from a really grounded level. Mm -hmm. So I can explain it to people in a way of like, you know, your chakras are just basically like a radio tower that's sending out information from your being and it's playing a radio station. That's just the vibrations is a wavelength, right? Which is attributed to sound and light are both wavelengths of different frequencies. And so we're emanating that out and our chakra system and our energetic being is what translates that out to the world and the world catches it and sends back a like energy and so we can really understand the mechanics of that and what's going on in the body then we can understand how to change it That's if we don't like yeah. what we what we're getting back in return so do you think that it's like it for humans that really the thing that's getting in the way is just the the thoughts just like the mind or is it it's the it's like, well, it's, how do you shift it? <laughs> well, that's what I'm, I'm yeah. breaking that down now. Yeah. So when I when I look at it from an energetic standpoint, we it is the concepts of lack, limitation, and deprivation that scarcity mentality that we we all live in. It all breeds from a, a concept of separation, right? That because mm-hmm. we're in physical bodies, it's I'm separate from you, and I'm separate from that person, and then it, it extends out into belief systems and. Um, then we make definitions around the world around right. us and we make judgments. Yeah, yeah, so it really comes like, if I break it all down to its core, it's really coming from the energy of judgment and rejection mm-hmm. and fear. So those three energies yeah. are the core 
that every other emotion, negative emotion, I would say, gets built off of and then gets gridded into our system in some way. Oh, this is fascinating. So the therapist who I'm working with, she's a somatic therapist Mm -hmm. um, because I'm trying to work more through the body. Fantastic. Um, But she kept saying, was telling me, because, you know, for me, like I'm still... I'm still setting, sending out that vibration. And I think in this last year, I've, I've I had a lot, like struggled a lot with depression. I kind of like got into a place um, where I was dealing with depression in a way that I hadn't dealt with since I was a teenager, like, you know, like suicidal mm. and like, like was just kind of like high. I, and I, I wasn't in a place where I was like, could call you. Cause I was yeah. like, I am, I need yeah. to deal with this yes. before I can even I feel understand. Um, but, uh, she, when I first went to her, she was like, well, of course you're sending off that vibration. Like anyone who's gone through, um, as much trauma as, as you've gone through or just trauma in general, it like shifts your, mm-hmm. I don't know, like DNA or not, you know, your cell cellular. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me, uh, just through, I think like a few sessions ago, um, where I was talking about how like I just have and you know just from working with me that I have such a hard time accessing higher emotions or like happiness and joy bliss where it's like I live in in the the fear and the lack and the even with doing the work like I can I can get hits of it yeah but like I'll live in that I I start from that from there even with trying not to and she was like well you're I don't remember what it's called, but whatever is here, like this part of the brain, mm-hmm. she's like, well, that is the, what you were Memories saying. Memories are stored. Yeah. Yeah. But also that it holds the, what exactly what you were just saying, those emotions, the, yeah. like the fear and the lack and the, and the judgment. She's like, and when you go through trauma, cause this is your like fight or flight mm-hmm. place that to protect yourself. And, and I, and I have to say one of the big things that was such a huge shift for me with working with you was changing my relationship with um, all of my stuff, all of my my eating disorders or the mental illness and stuff and, and recognizing um, that it was just me trying to protect myself and that it was coming from a positive place. It just like showed up in the way that it showed up. But in reality, it was just me being like, oh, oh no, this is happening. Like yeah. I need to make myself feel better or I need to protect myself and so she was like because of that it's it's that I'm starting mm-hmm. from here so from the physicality of your brain yes mm-hmm. right so we have our physical brain mm-hmm. and then we have our mind mm-hmm. our mind is the consciousness that's beyond the physical brain so yes in the physical body it's gridded it gets it gets yeah. stored and that fight or flight in that sympathetic nervous system gets thrown off especially when you've had a lot of trauma mm-hmm. like you're already you're you're in that like constant adrenal state or yes. constant looking for yes. it, right? Yes. And so that that's that defense. I need to protect myself. It's that defensiveness energy that gets born out of fear of judgment, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that anything that's like bearing like a fear, like if you're f- afraid of being judged or afraid of being rejected by others, or you're judging or rejecting yourself, mm-hmm. then breeds out after that defense mechanisms that your ego then takes and makes belief systems around and uh, makes program, I would call it like a program that's basically, if we think of our brain like a computer, we have our our conscious mind and we have our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is something like 85% of our 
mental capacity. Wow. We're only functioning <laughs> oh from this God. little conscious yeah. part that's this little P in the front right. trying to make sense of everything and protect us. But that subconscious mind is basically recording and storing everything that you experience on every sensory level. So what you see, what you hear, what you taste, what you feel, what emotion it got kicked up in the body, but also what thoughts are attached to it, what emotions are attached to it. It's storing the whole, like it's taking pictures, you can imagine, of right. your reality. And that gets stored in your etheric body that sits right on top of your physical body as an energetic frequency. And so then that's part of your energy band. So then as you're moving through the world, when, if you're... I'm going to explain a little bit like from my yeah. perspective of what she's talking about. Yeah. If you're vibrating at that, that, that frequency within your aura, like you're mm -hmm. storing that information in your subconscious mind, mm -hmm. it's being, it's, it's been imprinted and now you've had multiple experiences that are all the same. Mm -hmm. And so it starts to amplify it. And now as it's getting stored, they start getting bonded together. Cause it's like this like attracts like, and so I've been through this painful thing. I've been through this painful thing. Oh, this painful things like this painful thing. They start to tether together and the ego starts to make these tethers within, and it starts to they start to become almost bonded energetically. So then when this feeling comes up, that thought that you had at the same time is now attached to it. So then you can't almost experience that feeling without those thoughts coming up because they're unconsciously it, yeah. attached and you're not even aware of it. So something comes up that makes you feel judged and it might not even, it might've been something really small, right? right. But it triggers all that stuff to go off in your subconscious yeah. mind to come oh, up to the so surface. <laughs> and then that whole like stream a, of all those negative, bomb the, goes a off. bomb goes yeah. off. And now all that subconscious mind delivers all that to your conscious mind. Now your conscious mind is like, oh my God, okay, this isn't a safe situation. Right. And starts to function from that reality and not even really able to see what's really happening because it's clouded by all of that past that's stored in your energy. Mm -hmm. And part of the work that I do is trying to delete that energy out for people so that you don't have as much clutter, let's say, in that subconscious mind to go in energetically and remove it, but then also rewrite the story for you. So like right. where you're saying like it gave you a different perspective on your illness being a defense mechanism mm -hmm. or to protect you. It, it let you change the story on it, which took which you from, huge. which is huge, huge right? Because then yeah. once you change the story, it's, it's, you I'm know, no you're longer, looking at a different yeah. movie of your life basically yeah. because you've changed the storyline of your reality. So it gives you a yeah. new perspective. So it goes from like enemy to friend where yeah. it was like, I was my own enemy and it was yeah. like, oh no, I just, I was just a kid just, you're just doing the best myself. you can. Really just, yeah, yeah. And that's was, the way you were a, taught. Was more out of love for myself. Yeah. And so this stuff that gets collected in the subconscious mind, which then, gets collected in the mental body which is another extension and the emotional body these are all layers within our we have four bodies within our energetic being within the 3d world it's our physical body our emotional body our mental body and then what people call your etheric or your spiritual body mm -hmm. these are all like frequency bands that are just storing information of things that you've experienced and then they can get tethered and they're communicating with each other when you've had repetitive stress mm -hmm. or repetitive uh trauma or uh, gone through difficult situations or you have wounding of some sort, it's being stored in there and it's communicating unbeknownst to you mm -hmm. and starting to create a reality because that's the frequency that you're 
being is broadcasting out to the universe unconsciously. Like if you imagine you're a radio tower, that's the music that your energy is playing to the universe. And the universe is like, okay, Sarah's got this music. I got to send back a matching music because Sarah likes this music. She's putting it out. And so it sends back that station back to you. It's playing, it's churning your frequency band to the same frequency in the way a radio would. And the universe is matching it and sending back that same frequency. If you don't like the music that you're hearing, you have to figure out how to change the frequency, right? And so that's kind of, and that's like what I, that's what I try to teach people is how do you turn the dial to get the music that you want to hear in your life and to create a a different reality for yourself? Because it's really not judgment in the universe, like in the universal energy, it's more like, I send this out, I get this back. I send this out, I get this back. When you're sending out stuff accidentally because of stuff that happened in your childhood that wasn't even your fault, Mm -hmm. stuff that you came in with on a DNA line that might just be coded in your DNA structure, stuff that came through on your epigenetics, even further on your ancestral line, stuff that your parents modeled for you that came through stuff from other lifetimes that have come through for you. So all this stuff is getting coded into your energy most of it without even your control over it from you know your first younger years and then we set that that sets our energetic signature and then we start acting from that place and unfortunately some of us that like I've had wounding in my life too that I've had to overcome that's why I'm good with the emotional stuff because I really understand it in a deep way from a personal experience of how how do you overcome it and so how like really looking at like how that gets born in the energy and where it gets stored whether it's in the cellular data like all of these experiences are getting stored somewhere so that's what i was saying where every situation with the client is unique because i got to figure out okay is it being stored in the gut brain is it being stored you know in their mental body is it being stored in their emotional body like where are they holding it and and what messages is it delivering up and how is that short-circuiting their energy from running at its fullest and so it's really it does come down to breaking down like finding within your being where those energies of judgment fear and rejection whether I'm rejecting pieces of myself Mm -hmm. because if I'm rejecting pieces of myself I'm going to get rejection from others it's just the nature of there's no judgment it's just in in nature it's just like well Christina's rejecting herself so she must want to be rejected so it sends back the rejection and same thing with the judgment which then brings fear because no one wants to be rejected or judged and so then on top of that comes the shame the blame the guilt all those other energies are born off of these core underlying uh misalignment of energy i I would say misqualified energy within our being you know ultimately we're supposed to be living from the energies of oneness of confluence of cooperation of love abundance and joy like that's the energy that source energy that creates everything in nature but we so when you ask the question to go circle back around to what you ask the question about like how do we as humans not line up with nature yeah. it's because we're running these frequencies that nature doesn't have naturally in right. them and so we cut ourselves off from that natural flow there are divine laws or you can call them universal laws that exist within nature that run everything mm-hmm. but we don't we've lost touch with how to line up with them mm-hmm. so 
what I'm trying to bring through is like the next piece of my work is to really teach people on a broader scale what are these laws like and how do you get at that deprivation lack and limitation how do you get rid of the judgment where is it stored in your particular body and how so coming up with a whole workshop series that I shared with you a little bit to try to yeah to try to to try to break this down for people in a way that's one step at a time that doesn't feel overwhelming that you're going to go okay this workshop we're going to work on this as a group first we're going to teach you how to self assess Mm -hmm. like how to even figure out what's going on in your energy Mm -hmm. because then you're empowered to know how to do that even without me then in your daily life when something comes up you're like oh that's like that thing okay I can figure out what's going on because we're not really modeled with it from our most of our parents don't really teach us how to you know, go inside and really get clear on what's yeah. going on and how to then communicate it to ourselves <laughs> yeah. and then communicate it yeah. to others, right? Our parents, we know there's no, yeah, there's no like just rule too. book for parents. <laughs> yeah. And they were doing the best that mm-hmm. all of every parent is doing the best they can mm-hmm. from their vantage point with what they have to work with, with where yeah. they are. And so, you know, it takes away that blame of any childhood stuff okay, is yeah, like yeah. that, that sure. even if we've gone through a hard thing on some higher level, we have to see it as a lesson and see it as a stepping stone getting closer to being our most expanded self. So whenever you have a contraction, mm-hmm. it's trying to show you where there's a limitation that that your energy wants to expand past. Yeah, totally. And I, and I think, I mean, and I've always known this um, on my own like healing journey that like it happens in layers, yeah. you know? And I think this like last one that even though I was really low it was still like there were moments where I was like I had lost hope and I was just like this I I'm not going to like do something drastic but like those are I need to figure out how to find a way where that's not the escape that I go to Mm -hmm. um but even then even in those moments like there's always something there that I was like because I'm consciously aware of it and because of the work that I've done with you and the work that I've done with other people that I'm like, okay, well, this is like, there's a reason why this is happening and there, you know, this is another rung on the ladder, even if it feels like a a lower one, it's not actually like, I'm still like climbing. It's just, you know, I, I needed that to happen in order for me to take care of certain things and like go back and deal with certain things, you know, um, and it's really shifted things for me and also for Ben and I, cause that's just kind of how it always yeah. happens with, cause yeah. we're like, you it's know, the two team. of us, uh, um, like I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't even for that most recent, like, yeah, but sometimes low. we yeah, need that though, because yeah. I think a lot of times we, you know, at least for myself, like you're on this path to, awaken or to get where you want to go in this life or to resolve things that you don't feel are working for you Mm -hmm. and you feel like okay I've done it and you get to a point but there's this hidden stuff that's still buried under there that you kind of haven't touched that maybe you hopped over because you want to just be done with it so much right like I'm so sick of feeling sick sick and tired I don't want to like look at my stuff anymore I just want to be over it and so we sometimes there's pieces that are buried and so sometimes we have to sink back down into it. I, it does feel like you've gone backwards sometimes mm-hmm. when you're in it, but I always see it as like you're on this ascension path, Absolutely. but sometimes yeah. you have to circle back. It's like a spiral and you're yes. just circling back to get the crumbs that you missed. And sometimes it feels like, yes. 
because you've come so far and then when you get pulled back into it it's too like, it's like, it like oh it feels yeah. and it also it, you can really feel the disparage mm-hmm. like disparity between like where how far you'd come to when you got pulled mm-hmm. back into it so before it was just your norm so you didn't know anything but oh, that so yeah, it was just yeah. natural and then you move past it and you dump back down into it you're like oh no not this again yeah. right and so but but those sometimes are our greatest teachers because we can go back from a higher awareness excuse me which then allows you to see things in a different way right and it's taken you now to the somatic aspect right which you weren't comfortable with before and so look like if 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 that was the shift that came out of it Mm -hmm. which is huge it gives you a different relationship to your body on a on a whole other level Mm -hmm. then you know it's it's a hard time but the rest of your life will be free of it so the other thing that happened and it was um and i don't know what exactly your opinion is on this um but for me it's and it's only been like a month and a half but i went back on an antidepressant i was like i mean i'm on wellbutrin and i it you know my history so like when i was a teenager i was on like i was taking 15 to 20 pills a day of all different things and when i my doctor kind of like really pushed this on me and i was really apprehensive about doing it because you know i want to be able to like heal the things on like the levels that like when i work with you and when i do that stuff and and then i realized i was like well, if it gives me a leg up right now yeah. so that then I can like really take in this work and really, you know, where I'm not just like sunken and then trying to like do all this healing work from the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, if it gives me just like a little bit of a, a lift up just to then do the work and then and then maybe I won't need it any anymore. Um, but it's been like, it's been so hard. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I do believe how, that. Yeah. Well, but you know, you got to be able to get on the playing field yes. if you're going to play the game, yes. right? And so, if you can't even get up in the morning and you can't function yeah. and and you're having thoughts that you don't want to be here anymore, right. if there's something that's going to get you out of that state mm-hmm. to be able to see from a different perspective and have a different awareness, then why not use it, right? Totally. Like, you know, l- all of medicine was created from source energy too. It's just using it consciously. So it's not to say that any one medicine is bad. If you are hiding from using a medicine to hide from something is different from consciously taking it because you really feel like this is what I need. I'm not functioning Mm -hmm. and I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. And this thing is going to shift that for this moment so that then I can figure out how to unravel that. But if you're in a state where you feel crashed and depressed and you, you don't mm-hmm. want to get up in the morning, where's the, there's no energy to draw from right. to heal yourself, right? Yeah, and there's two things that, um, one you had said to me when I found out that I had the PCOS and mm-hmm. I went on the met, I had to be prescribed the metformin, which was like super triggering for me because when I was, you know, really deep in my eating disorder and my illness and was at my heaviest and um, I had pre-diabetes and so I was on metformin for pre-diabetes and I had had like some bad experiences with that and when I was telling you about that when in a session that we were working together and you were like well every time you take the pill just like think of all the positive qualities and like yeah. don't just ignore the rest of it just yeah. like and and I've been utilizing that with this new thing and I'm and the metformin because I had gone off of it again and then I went back on it um and it is just like 
I mean, even just doing that has like shifted everything for me where I'm like, oh, like this is actually instead of it being as if when I was a kid where it was like my parents and doctors and people were saying like, you have to take this. Yeah. It's more of a, it's an act of self care and self love mm-hmm. now. Cause I'm an adult and I'm choosing to do this and it's making me feel better. The other thing was I, you know, when I think I kind of like, I, I, we had a session when I first dipped in into it and it, um, which was like a year and a half ago or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and I was like saying about how like, oh, like this, the suicidal ideation stuff was coming up and you were just like, and I'm like, I don't understand. Like this other stuff is not happening. And like, why are you're like, well, if you're constantly sending out to the universe that you don't want to be here, why is it going to send you like good thing, like things that'll make you want to be here? And I was like, whoa, (laughs) oh oh, shit. Like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And, and I think when I had to make the decision to be like okay yes like I will try this hell it was like I'm if if I if subconsciously I'm continuously sending that out yeah and there and I and I'm doing all the work and it's still sending that out then I need then I'm why say no to something that will allow me to stop sending that out because regardless you know I'll still have depression or I'll still have like whatever but I'm not suicidal and so if I'm like, if I'm like, at least get it a It starts to clean there. up the signal that exactly. you're sending. If, you know, we've talked about this before yeah. in sessions is that more often than not, this radio station that we're playing is split. Like yes. we're between two channels, yes. right? There's all the yeah. stuff that I want and all the stuff that I'm afraid of or my wounding right. or all the things I worry about that are in my energy or I judge myself about and I create separation with. And those two things are going out as energetic frequencies out to the universe and the universe is trying to listen to which one has the loudest volume Mm -hmm. and by the law of critical mass which one is 51 percent or more and Mm -hmm. by that law it's going to send you back that Mm -hmm. message more than the other and when they're split like that you're going to get both a little bit of both sometimes if they're really split in the middle you get a little bit of the good stuff and a little bit of the stuff that you don't want and so if you're recognizing, okay, like I have this, like I'm saying I want to move in this direction (laughs) and I'm trying to put my positive (laughs) thoughts on it, but I got all this other stuff that's in me that I I don't feel like I can get a handle on right now to even shift it. So if there's a way to quiet that, that vibration down, so it's not sending that frequency out to shift it over so you can put more power towards what you want, then why not use it consciously Mm It's not doesn't have to be a life sentence. It's not that you're saying I'm giving up and I'm going on this. Oh, it's just a tool yeah. that you're using that can help. A sh- some people can do it without it, and some yeah. people can't. You know, mm-hmm. and there, that's a, a, another level of the judgment, right? right. If we're going to put a judgment right. on it, if you already judged that the pill is bad for you, then your body's going to interpret it that it's bad for you, and it's going to make those results in your body. Mm-hmm. So what I was saying about taking the pill yes. yeah. is like. Just take the good from it and throw out the bad. Because we're if we're an energetic being, we get we're in charge. If we can really master our energy, we can understand that we're in charge of what we include and what we don't include in our energy. So instead of a rejection energy, it becomes a discernment energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm discerning what fits me and what doesn't. Well, I've discerned that this I need this pill. But I've also discerned I don't want those negative side effects. Yes. And so I'm not I'm not going to reject the pill. I'm going to accept, you know, because the accepting is the opposite of rejection. And so it's that, like, in that really using that, like, discernment to decide what's a good fit for you and what's not. And so that takes us away from 
pushing things away mm-hmm. or needing things in order to be okay, right? Yes. And so where yes. people get yes. stuck on the, I need this in order to be okay, that need is coming from a fear, comes from separation, yeah. that I need something outside of myself to fill me in because I don't feel okay just as I am. Yes. And so that's what most of us are doing, right? Mm-hmm. I got to get love. I, so I'm going to go chase it over here. I got to get that job. I got to get that money. I need this, this per, these people to like me. I need these many likes on social media, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. All that stuff that we do is looking outside of ourselves to fill in that thing that we don't know how to fill in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so if this pill is going to shift your energy to help you fill in some of that 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 goes to that oh, yeah. lack of that depth like I'm I feel hollow right yes. I don't feel good yeah. I feel like empty right now I can't get at the joy of life yeah. if that pill can take away a piece of that and you can decide to take it consciously then why not shift your energy with it and then then what with a more powered up energetic system figure out then how to do the other stuff that you need to do right. so you don't have to take it forever yeah and I think and the reason I bring it up is because I know like I think there's one thing that I've realized even just from like being forced to kind of leave the yoga world and I've just been I've and I've talked about this a lot with other people but I've been given a different perspective of things Mm -hmm. and um and I think one of the many reasons that I've loved working with you is because you are so grounded in reality that there is no judgment on either either like do what's going to help you like do do what's going to lift you up um and I think a lot of times uh, we can get caught in the extremes. And it's like if you're in, like you were saying, like in this world, like you, where, where you can be in like the woo-woo and like the yeah. whatever and not, and not grounded in reality. That I know for me, like, you know, even though I was like, I'm grounded in reality, I still had all of these feelings and judgments around like Western, some Western ways yeah. of doing things. And um, I think it's really important for people to to be aware that like a healing journey or like path whatever is just it's different and it goes For in each all these person, different right? ways like yeah. and each person's going to draw what you mm-hmm. need and there's no there's no right or wrong to it yeah. you know it's more if you're leaning on one too much yes. you know i think where people get triggered around western medicine happens as uh, a way to patch up the symptom right. yeah, yeah, without yeah. looking at really what's going on and what's generating the whole thing to begin with. Yeah. So from that perspective, I would say, you know, if you're just masking something, it's going to keep recreating itself. Totally. Like you might get rid of that one symptom, but it's going to come back in another way totally. to you because your system, your body and your energy is just trying to show you something when it's depressed. It's showing you where there's a restriction, mm-hmm. where, where you're not in abundance, where you're not in freedom, where you're not not an expansion right and so your body and all levels of your being are trying to show you Mm -hmm. from a sensory level you know what's going on okay you got this stuff that's stored in your field that's 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 clouding it and when you get in those states where you have so much density because you've gone through so much trauma in your life sometimes you can't see past it you know and so you need someone to come in like that's where when I put someone on the table I'm like okay I'm just going to take this off right because it doesn't belong to you anymore you've your mind has moved past it but your energetic bodies your emotional body your mental body your physical body you're still holding on to it so then it becomes like a, a discord in your energy so 
there's there's no right or wrong right it's about following your path and being just being conscious and aware of it it's I, I, you know, it's not just all about natural healing, but it's not all about Western medicine. Yeah. Can you find the path that works yeah. for you? And that, yeah, everyone's look, looks different. And yeah. for me, like, I, I was going through, when I was in that low place, I was like, oh, I'm such a, like, I'm a failure because yeah. I have been doing this work for so long. And, yeah. and, um, and there's been, t- like, mo- a lot of times where it's like, when I am doing the work, I can feel the shifts and I can see that it's working. And, and, and then... So I'm like, well, it's my fault. Like, you know, this is my fault. And I'm like, why yeah. am I in this place? And blah, blah, blah. And I think that because of the work that I've done with you, that is why, like, I'm I'm able to, like, pull myself out of here and, and be more willing and open to other suggestions of things and be like, okay, like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll do this because then I'll be working from a more stable place mm-hmm. instead of these like ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs from where, which is where I was. Um, and I don't think that I would have gotten to that place had I not been working with, had I not done all the work that I'd done with you because I didn't, I can tend to be, I'm a lot less now, but I can tend to be a little black and white. Like I'm, I'm mostly not, but when it comes to like certain things with like, even with like yoga where I was trained in a specific style of yoga and I totally went through a period where I was like, this is the style, like yeah. everyone else is doing yoga is doing it wrong because this is the one that you have to do. Well, that's that do. judgment energy, yeah, right? We exactly. all do it. Like exactly. my truth is more right than your truth, exactly. right? That's yeah. where competition and all that gets born out of that. Yeah. And, and thankfully age is like, yeah, I feel like. Yeah. You yeah. Go, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Don't have the energy to fight against oh, it anymore. God. Yeah. And, and being removed of being able, but again, yet yeah, no, really working like the work that I've done with you. It's just, I'm like, Oh, this is all malleable. Like this yeah. is just, it goes in all these different ways. And like things, once you remove one layer, a different layer that like, comes up and we're just like going, we're just going through this, <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, like sorting through. And I think, or I know like, because of the fact that I was already coming from that place of like having done this work for so long that I was able to like, be like, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll take this. Like yeah. where I was like before that, I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Then I'm, then I'm 16 year old Sarah again or 19 year old well, Sarah. Well, that's the Sarah that's the victim, yeah. right? That people are making Absolutely. you do stuff yeah, yeah. and you don't have a choice. And yeah. that, that it's, you know, we, we live in a culture that really breeds that mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, victim persecutor oh, consciousness. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't really like the language around that, yeah. but, but it is the case, right? Like yeah. it's, it's the difference between, uh, we're trying to figure out as a society the difference between power over versus power with. Mm-hmm. Power with is that if we all work together, yes. we're like we're gonna we're gonna all win, mm-hmm. and that we're all gonna we're all sharing our power so that it's even a greater power as opposed to the competition energy we do on the planet. But that also is bred internally where we compete internally with ourselves, right. which is a judgment where I can't do that, I shouldn't do that, I'm a failure because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I I work so hard. Why isn't it working? There must be something wrong with me. I'm ashamed of myself because I've done all this spiritual mm-hmm. work and I'm still in this place, yeah. right? Like I still have stuff that comes up and I've worked yeah. on myself for years yeah. and I'm really open with my clients around it, about it because yes. it's a very human experience. Mm-hmm. You can't be on the planet without having some density in your right. energy, right? Yeah. And a lot of people who are floating around are kind of maybe ignoring some stuff that's mm-hmm. going on underneath, you know? And you cry and, and, and 
well, a hundred percent crash at some yeah. point. And yeah, so, and like, it's, it's the, and then there's no shame in it, you know? And then mm-hmm. some people do kind of just float more naturally in an yeah. easy way because that's the way they came in in this lifetime. Yes. It's the way their personality sits. They didn't have as much trauma. Yes. They can breeze through it and other people don't. And so it's really that, that energy of judgment where it shuts us down mm-hmm. from even evaluating something. Mm-hmm. That's that discernment, right? It's instead of just judging it, no is bad you had the awareness to go, okay, well, let me consider this because yeah. if I can't even get, yeah, get, get, out, of, get yeah. out of the apartment, then how am <laughs> yeah. I going to work on myself, you right. know? And if I don't even want to be on the planet, then something is seriously wrong and I need to, maybe I need a little help in order to get me to a level playing field right. so that then you can look at some of the deeper stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I um, yeah, I just... You just helped me so Aww, much. Sarah. Like I really like <laughs> I, I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Um, because I think I I have to be really honest always, just kind yeah. of about like where my emotional state is because it's it goes up and down. Like it's just yeah. like it, that's the reality of it and you know, and I am someone who does all, a lot of the work and I and and again, like another reason thing that has drawn me to you is that you are always so honest about like, well, yeah. no, like yeah, this happened and then like yeah. this happened and and I'm like, well, I have I can't work with people who are just like bullshitting me because yeah, I'm like, well, that's then it I to feel, feel attainable yeah, though. I've been I'm, to healers where yeah. I've walked out and like, oh my gosh, they they seem like on a spiritual mm-hmm. tower, and I'm like, how am I gonna ever get to that place? Yeah. And obviously, I I'd like to be able to live oh, in that state of peace, but but we're human, and yeah. so like for me to be able to from my perspective, it's yes. it's it's it makes it more accessible for people if I can say, well, listen, I struggle with something similar. Yeah. I'm not going to make it about myself, but to share oh, enough so yeah. that you can understand that that everyone goes through this. It's a human condition because we kind of get in our little bubble and we think that we're the only one who's suffering like this and Especially no one else understands media. it. Yeah. yeah, and there's just that social media yeah. is like made the judgment and the rejection go like and the competition energy right Mm -hmm. go through the roof because it's that instant gratification now it wasn't just like you know you're just out in public people are Mm -hmm. judging you now you can be in the you know you just posted a sentence and you're being judged off of it or you put a picture yeah and then you're presenting something to (laughs) the world that maybe not what's really going on in the inside and then there's that split in your vibration of the what I put on my Facebook profile about Mm -hmm. my really happy life is not really the way I feel on the Mm -hmm. inside and and so it is really looking for where that discord is and trying to find a way to unravel it you know energetically but that can't happen for from a place where you're judging yourself right. or you're not accepting pieces of your we're all a little flawed it's mm-hmm. what makes us human and, and a lot of times that's what makes us really beautiful right mm-hmm. we bond to people a lot of times based off of really having an understanding of you know you see someone who's really honest and open and shares themselves with you it's a beautiful thing even if they're sharing something that they might think is like an ugly piece of themselves right, right? Yeah, but then you see it and it's like so human right yeah. it's like why we love to watch sad movies and you know and (laughs) and you know we get caught up in other people's stories because we're saying oh it's not just me right right? that's why reality tv has gone off the roof right is because it's really like because you get to go okay i'm not the only one that goes it it, it, and that's i think what the 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 internet and social media has Mm -hmm. done is in some ways it does make us more bonded as we go oh my gosh like i'm reading this person's blog and they're just like me Mm -hmm. 
And then there's also the piece where everyone's trying to, not I want to say everyone, but there is a, a, you know, we, we, everyone wants to be seen in their yes. best possible light. Yes. It's a human nature, yeah. right? To want to, to want to be accepted yeah. and to want to be approved of. And so there's you, that yeah. discord that happens on there that, that's, yeah. you know, that's, it's a real trip to like, cause like, cause I don't present my, the like positive, like. Oh, I'm like my fun times. <laughs> like yeah. I often am like sharing my struggles. Yeah. And it's a real trip because it's like I'm constantly putting out the flaws. And it's almost I do it as like, it, for me, it's part of my healing process. Mm-hmm. And I do it because I'm like, well, if I put it out there, then then there's less shame around it. Because it's like, well, it's I put it yeah. out. It's already there. Yeah. Everyone's seen it. I've already admitted that this is here. It's not hidden in your energy yeah, anymore. So exactly. it is the thing that we hide from from yeah. ourselves that locks in our Because we keep tucking it away. Because yes. I don't want anybody to see that because I'm ashamed of it or I don't yeah. feel good about it or I'm afraid I'm not going to be approved of. Yeah. And so that that I call it pickpocketing where you're taking it and like tucking it behind you. Right. I don't want you to see this. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you who I am, but that energy that, that creates a discord in our energy, but it's also a judgment of Mm -hmm. yourself. And so when you can just put, when you take the hiding, cause it's really that like what's invisible, Mm-hmm. that we're hiding from if you can make it visible that's where all healing starts Absolutely. because you have then you can shit yes. like you said it's malleable yes. now i'm like actually dealing with what i'm dealing with yeah. you know so if like when i'm working through stuff i'm really on i'll be like okay i hid this for years i'm gonna talk about it yeah. now I, I'm, I'm comfortable yeah. but i'm gonna do it because yeah. then all of a sudden i was like why am i so even worried about what yeah. was I so worried about? Like, yeah. no one's even judging me. I was yeah. the one doing no it all. I created <laughs> yeah. the whole thing inside my head. Yes. And then I created this whole reality around it. And when I can just let it flow, it now it doesn't have a hold over me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have power over me mm-hmm. anymore. Now I'm able to shift it and mm-hmm. change the story. So it, it is the, the way yeah. in which... And also people, I think, relate, you know, when you oh, are yeah. really honest with yourself. I know. It's just weird because it's like when I do it, like there's a lot of times where I'm just like, oh my God, I'm gone. Like, I was kind of, like, complaining. But, like, I try to be very authentic in in the way that I do it. And I also just, like, while I maybe, like, initially will have that that thought. I mean, I force myself to. I try not to think about it. I just, like, I have to do this. I'm just going to do that. If, I like, something comes to my head, I just, like, type. But, like, not even editing it, really. And just, like, plop. Just, like, put it out there. Um, But, yeah, like, even with that initial, like, like I'm uncomfortable, whatever the levels of healing that happened just because I put it out there is overpowers whatever sort of insecurity and judgment and like whatever thing. And you know, there'll be times where it's like, it'll really hit and someone will like really resonate. And then there's times where it's like three people see it. And it's also learning how to just be like, okay, well, that was something that worked yeah, for me. It's even for you, though. Them. But, yeah, it's, exactly. but it should be about you and not like oh, about the oh, response from totally. the other person, right? Yeah. I don't like to use the word should, but but it, yeah. you know, if you are doing it for your own healing, sure. then yeah. then then it isn't really about who likes yeah. it. Or I mean, if people get something out of it, great. But it's for your process mm-hmm. that 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 it's not about the what you get yeah. kicked back from from putting it out there for sure and so it is about if if you feel called and i need to put i need to share it because <laughs> I, I i need to get it outside of myself yeah. and this is the way that i can do it great yeah and, and also i think because i've just seen so much and i'm excited for you to now start like really 
putting your stuff out because mm-hmm. just seeing so much how when it does hit or even if it's one person who's related to it how much healing happens for them yeah and like because all people will reach out to me all the time and it's like okay well you just it's worth it even just just but then there that. that's the yeah. that's the gift right mm-hmm. because that's yeah. where we're power with right yeah is that like in in sharing something that I that I had kept hidden, mm-hmm. I'm taking power over that Absolutely. situation, and I'm gonna share it. And then my sharing is going to maybe give a healing to somebody else, yes. or just an awareness to somebody yes. else. Yeah. And even if no one else gets it, at least I did it for I, yeah. I did it for me, and that's all me. that matters. <laughs> and the, whatever comes back, yeah, yeah, me too. So as I'm natural for me too. And so, it, but it is it is. I used to hide a lot of stuff for years yeah, and too. I really saw what power then it had over me and I kept because energy is always in motion mm-hmm. we think of our body as a physical being but it's it's energy waves a pattern that's moving and light and sound that's collecting and making this physical thing and we have layers of our aura that some people who are psychic can see but for most of us it's invisible mm-hmm. right and if er- energy is always in motion then Anything is malleable and can be let go of in any moment, and something new can be re included. Mm-hmm. But when you're hiding it, it keeps re including it, re including right. it, re including yeah. it, re including it. Yeah. And so, if you want it to be gone, it can't be hidden anymore. Yeah. It has to come up. You don't have to share it with the world, mm-hmm. but you have to at least acknowledge it and bring it up into your awareness mm-hmm. to make a different choice for yourself. That's where our free will yeah. comes in, of that, that we. You, we really have the capacity as humans to navigate using our free will consciously mm-hmm. to get everything we want. But unfortunately for a lot of us, there's a lot of stuff going on in our energy that we just, it's hidden and we don't even know that it's in mm-hmm. there. And so when we can learn to bring it up to the surface, we can now shift it with our free will mm-hmm. to go, okay, I'm gonna go do this homework. And by doing this homework, I'm using my free will to consciously shift this story maybe I have in my subconscious mind. Or I'm sending a different message to my, the cells in my body. So they're gonna start to shift. And since everything in your body all of your bodies is connected you shift one place it starts shifting everything else so that's why i was saying each person has a pathway some people have to shift it in the body first and then it's gonna ricochet and go into the mind and then maybe into the motion and some person maybe it's all in the subconscious mind and they just have all this stuff that's being stored from past experiences that's just running like that you have a lot of that stuff in your energy and so just being stored and no matter how hard you try to work past it if it's stored in there it still has a hold on you to a certain degree and so there's mechanisms by which this is this can be deleted yeah and so it's it's but it is it is about that conscious like being able to bring it up to the surface and Mm -hmm. make it visible because then it's the shame really right and like it's the shame and the judgment and then shame turns into blame and you know they're they just kind of are a cascade Mm -hmm. and they all really come off of that judgment and that rejection energy either we're doing it inside of ourselves and from a deeper level it comes from a separation energy like because we came into these human bodies and we're all separate from each other and we're all out we we're born into a world that's survival of the fittest Mm -hmm. and it's us against them and so we start from that paradigm because it's in the collective unconscious on the planet and whatever's in the collective unconscious this is what astrology is kind of trying to teach is that when we come through the planet in as a soul coming into this body we're coded in our dna with the, the the landscape of what's going on in the collective unconscious the agreements that the collective holds the the uh 
the blueprint basically of what the human condition is is coded into us and so that's part of our paradigm so even if we're working through our own stuff we have this whole other level of stuff that's coming from the planet where you can see and and it gets brought down into what country you're born in and what what race or religion what sexuality you are it all is being coded in Mm -hmm. and then you're functioning from that place so it's a little bit your personal energy and a little bit of what's going on on the planet it's why there's certain times on the planet that that it's okay to do certain things right there was a paradigm on the planet what for a long time that it was okay to subjugate women right. or to subjugate people because of their race right. or their sexuality. Right. But that shifted. Mm-hmm. But you can see as it shifts, there's generations that still Hold are on. in resistance yeah. and it's not really 100% their fault because it's coded in their, their DNA right. of the way they come through of that coding that this is the way the world functions. So when the world starts to move past them, we're seeing this in our politics yeah. right now because the world shifted so fast that... A, people got it was too much too fast so it threw us back a little bit to clean up those crumbs to bring all of this gook up to the surface so that we can look at it and shift it on a deeper level but that that understanding that that we have to look at it on all levels of like what's going on in culturally because that's a piece of us and I think that's what social media does is it lets us see what's going on culturally but then to use that consciously do you think that it is feasible for like for people who are in the older generations where it did where it happened I mean I'm sure it's a, a, a lot of confusion yeah um and fear and you know because it's their unknown yeah but do you think that it's feasible for that to shift for them that they're capable of shifting yeah. that yeah I we all so. have free will yeah. and we all have the yeah. ability to have awareness but it but it takes the desire right, right. and so it really is it's really triggering though for people yeah. if you've lived your life a particular way and then the world starts to move on you start to feel like you're getting left behind right. right or you just have a strong belief system that that's just the way the world works right. and when the world's not working in the way that you thought it was supposed to work right. it's very triggering it's scary right yeah. and so it's it, the world has to keep evolving and it's going to but nothing's ever locked so right. anybody who wants to shift yeah. it's not really about exactly the time you were born in but but it's more like what you got coded in with right. you know like and so some people it it also happens on a, a, a on a higher level if you're trying to work through something on a on a on a soul level of mm-hmm. a particular lesson in this lifetime that you might choose to be thrown into parents that are holding that belief system right. so that it would trigger it up and for you in your energy to to shift them, but also so you could fight against it so you could resolve it once okay, and for all. Yeah. Or if you are coming in and you're going to be a woman in this lifetime and you really want to work on empowerment, but maybe you were born in a country that holds a lot of subjugation of women, you might get born with, I have clients like this, it's really fascinating to watch where their parents like protected, like they're, they, they're, they live in a culture where women have no rights, right. but they got a dad that just was like, no. and like protected them and then raised the money to send them out of the country when they were old enough to give them a different life and so you really can see how like it's programmed but it's not it's it's nothing set in stone right because energy is always in motion so if you're just aware of what's what the levels are of how you can unconsciously be functioning then that gives you the ability to shift them okay what was happening on the planet at this time what part of that did i absorb is true because sometimes we just take things 
you know, my parents showed me that model. My country showed me that model. Mm -hmm. My community showed me that model. My, you know, like uh, that, that then I took that model and I started acting Mm -hmm. from that place as if that was the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's where people get in with, this is my truth. Like, this is the truth. And it's like, well, that's your perspective based on your truth from your vantage point, from your experiences. There is no real on the planet universal truth, maybe more only in the universal laws of the way nature runs. Mm -hmm. But from a perspective standpoint, like that's where we have to break down those things where have I accidentally just taken something in as a belief system that was modeled for me that doesn't work for me. Yeah. I mean, on a personal level, and this is a lot of what I've been dealing with recently and, and an understanding with trying not to be too attached to my own story as you as you know I can yeah, but we all really are it's yeah, like human totally. nature but um it, that from from a from uh, age like five or six or whatever that um I can figure out how to say this without being sensitive again I don't think there's any I don't like to use the word overweight or whatever because I don't really believe that that is a thing. I don't mm-hmm. you know, like, what does that even fucking mean? Yeah. Um, Compared to what? That's a judgment. Yeah, like, what it, over what? Over, um, yeah. But when I was, I was, like, skinny as a kid. And at one point in time, I had a neighbor who was, like, telling me that I was fat. And, like, then someone else told me that I was fat. Yeah. I look at, you can look at photos, there's proof I was, like, a time, I was a very small, because I'm short, yeah. and I was, like, skinny. And, um... I had a giant head on my leg, the rest of my body. <laughs> um, and so somehow that like infiltrated because it mm-hmm. was it was the first time that I had any awareness of my body because I never thought of mm-hmm. my body before that. So that was my first awareness of my body. It was like, okay, you're fat, and that and that that word fat meant something mm-hmm. bad because she was like a fundamentalist Christian. So mm-hmm. she was telling me that God hates fat people and fat people are going, you're, fat people go to hell, and so, so you're the going judgment. to hell. Yeah, yeah. So I was. Well, she triggered a fear, right, oh, in yeah. your energy. I mean, it was her own so it's on staff. a on an energetic level, it's called an imprint, yeah. right? So someone gave you an imprint, yes. and it got stored in your subconscious yes. mind. But then, that fear of getting fat starts became, to create the reality. like the became, yeah. creates the reality of it, right? And not just because of that, lots of things happen. I developed an eating disorder. All those things happened, yeah. whatever. But they became my reality from yeah. that, and then from that, there was never a point in time where anyone parents, friends, the society, doctors, teachers, anyone said, who cares? You're fine. You're good just the way you are. It was, your body's unacceptable. You Mm -hmm. are unacceptable. You being this weight Mm -hmm. is unacceptable. It's something that you have to fix. There's a problem with you. You know, you're seven, you know, like eight, Mm -hmm. nine years old. You have to go on Weight Watchers at like nine, at nine. And so, how do you make sense of that? Exactly. As a kid? Exactly. And it's, you're just immediate. It's yeah. the judgment and rejection right mm-hmm. there, right? I'm judging you that your body's not good enough, yes. and I'm rejecting your body as acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so then, what do you do? You take that in, and then you start to judge yourself and <laughs> yeah. reject yourself, and that separation from self cuts you off yeah. from any healing. Totally. Because all healing can't ha- you cannot heal yourself from a place of separation. No. And it, it, there's no energy to flow through it because yeah. you need the energy of love is. What, what innervates and heals. And right. so without self-love, how are you going to... Exactly. And by no fault of anyone else's, just because that's what they were believing yeah. in too, 
like I don't blame my parents for it. I don't think that they had any that they knew any better. Well, they probably thought they were helping you because yeah. oh, from everyone, the, everyone they were like me. so that's that's <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's this thing where we kind of throw our perspective yeah. on somebody else, thinking we're helping them by telling totally. them the truth. Right. But it's just our truth from our perspective, exactly. and it not their, it's it their interpretation yeah. or their fear, even their fear. Yeah. But they're also maybe I'm going to be a bad parent yes. if you know. So if there's all that if I'm like that and they're right, getting yeah. judged by the school or other people so they're throwing that judgment on you say we're just passing it all around and so it takes that your journey in this life is to stop it right Right. like and I don't think that I and like again like I'm you know not wanting to play the the victim role but also recognizing like oh fuck wait my whole life I was being told that I was that my body was unacceptable and I don't think that I really realized it and the impact and like the imprint that that was having because of mm-hmm. what you're saying of like, you know, the collective, like mm-hmm. the community is saying this yeah. one thing. And so that's the belief. And so that became my full truth. And so that even when I like lost weight and it was still hating, my body was still unacceptable. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, well now we're gain- like, we're going to do this thing. And like my body's still unacceptable and food's still unacceptable. And there's all... Because the judgment still lives even if you're, because that's in your field, like that's in your subconscious Mm -hmm. mind. So just because you shifted your body, you haven't changed really the cellular data and you haven't changed that subconscious belief system. So you see, that's why a lot of people yo-yo too, is because they're losing it. But like that, that it's, you can't control that. Like that judgment is imprinted in Mm -hmm. you. And so it's just functioning. So you fix one thing and then you're going to look for the next thing to fix. Right, because it's like, well, I have an imprint inside my energy that tells me that there's something wrong with my body. Yeah. So even if I'm skinny, I gotta find something else that's wrong with me then, right. because I have to judge myself in order to be okay. Because that's what I've always done, right. and that's what's been modeled for me, and I, I've been taught, and it becomes a loop. I call it mm-hmm. energetic looping, where you're just looping around, and it's like we're meant to pull in information, integrate it, and then recalibrate it in a loving way and send it kind of back out to the universe. Mm-hmm. But we, unfortunately, because we get these wounds in our ego, it makes a closed loop and we start right. recirculating this energy within ourselves with no gap to let in any healing. Mm-hmm. So your mind just starts to go around with this belief system. You know, someone said, you didn't even have a concept of what fat was, right? Or even bought it, like, yeah. you know, you know, you know I had the same thing where people started six. saying to me like, like oh you're anorexic I had the opposite yes. right and so and then I didn't know what the word meant and I yeah. went home crying because I could feel that it was a judgment yeah. and then I had to and then I was like so paranoid that I was like, I had the opposite I'm yeah. too skinny right yeah, yeah. and then I'm not good enough yes. and so it, it can be imprinted from a lot mm-hmm. of different ways but if you look at cultures in the past like you look at paintings of like Botticelli right yeah. these beautiful curvy yes. bodies and that yeah. was beautiful if you yeah. were too skinny it meant that you were poor right yeah, right yeah, yeah. and yeah. so like the the round curves meant mm-hmm. affluence right so yes. people wanted them yeah because i have enough money to treat myself well and what's interesting is that the only person who who accepted me and and me, didn't make me feel any shame with my body was my italian grandmother yeah because that yeah it is what it was and mm-hmm. she was like you know you know, eat more, eat more. Yeah. Like, well, it's also know, like her worth yes. is tied up in cooking yes, for you, totally. and like, so yeah. eat. It makes me feel good because yeah. I get to feed you. Yeah. But, but it should be like that. We, it, it, it is the, the, the unraveling of these mm-hmm. things. Like, there's a, there's a woman that wrote this uh, book. I'm dropping the name out of it out of my head right now. It's, I think it's called Conscious Parenting. 
I have to think of the name of it. Okay. Maybe you can put it yeah, in the yeah, notes yeah. afterwards because sure, it's yeah. dropping. But she wrote this book and I saw her at the Oprah Super Soul Sundays and she blew me away because she was really talking about us on this self-help journey mm-hmm. that we are going back and trying to rewrite all this stuff that yeah. happened in our childhood right. yeah. and undo it all so that we can get to this place of like childhood awe and mm-hmm. freedom and joy in life. Mm-hmm. But what if we just raised a generation of kids without doing that to <laughs> yeah, them yeah, yeah. to begin with? Yes. And so that we don't even have to to go back and they don't have to go Dredge. back and undredge and undo yeah. it, right? Yeah. They're just not like let them keep their magic. Yes. Let yes. them keep their their innocence yes. and their belief systems. Don't put your beliefs on like right. let them figure it out for themselves. Let them hold on to that that connection to their mm-hmm. soul and to their truth and what they came to express in this lifetime. And it really it would be a magical... You're seeing these kids come in that are super magical, these, these little babies, because yeah. they're holding in this new generation. They're free from karma in a way that we haven't been in previous generations. And so it's well, that... That's, that's it's, good. To they're hear. here to help yeah. change the planet, yes. but it's important that we don't imprint them with it, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's really being conscious that, yeah. that we look at it in ourselves but also where we throw it out at others right yeah. like in that way that that woman sure. accidentally yeah. she thought she was helping you oh, yeah. she really believed what god was going to punish you oh, yeah. and so from her mind she's well, thinking so she's, she's helping you but, it, but was, it wasn't from a positive place <laughs> at the time but 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 there was a belief system in her that oh, she totally. was right in that at yeah. some deep level yes. she really there's some part of her that thought she was helping yeah. you whether there was a manipulation attached yeah. to it on yeah, top yeah. of it but but that's kind of mm-hmm. it's looking at that. Yes, and I and and I bring that up because I look at everything from an emotional standpoint, but also from a bot from the body standpoint, yeah. but from an emotional standpoint about the body. Yes. And when I, you know, think about like even doing this podcast and putting this stuff out there or the work that I do as a coach or even the work that I do as writing, like a big thing, especially now because there's like big movements. There's like, mm-hmm. you know, body positivity movements, which I have my issues with, but um, and then just more, you know, like health at every size and just being like accepting and making this a new blueprint on like, the planet. Yeah, like exactly. you're saying, like that we came yes. through it yes. at this time on the planet with this, you know, you're seeing these huge shifts trying yes. to happen in sexuality and body oh, awareness. Yes. You know, you're seeing this generation come up with the non-binary, mm-hmm. the gender fluid. We're rewriting the story yeah. of what it's like to be in a body. Exactly. And it's really Allowing important to let the, to just you just be yeah. your expression yes. of you. Yeah. As long as you feel healthy, right? Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being overweight and being unhealthy mm-hmm. and being at your natural weight that your yeah. body wants to fall and out and enjoying your shape mm-hmm. yeah in your natural unique beautiful mm-hmm. shape whatever that is mm-hmm. right so there's a difference between those two but people lump it together mm-hmm. and so it's really you know I watch this on a personal level because my sister struggles with weight stuff mm-hmm. and I love her dearly and I watch this yeah. this the shame that gets implanted and oh. how that makes you want to hide from the world like, and how honestly I don't think that you know it's hard I don't think that obesity would be like quote unquote like an epidemic or even if we just allowed people to just like be who they are and just be like well this is your body and then also personal responsibility comes in there to understand how to eat healthy and let your body be but it is that comes from that deprivation Mm -hmm. mentality Mm -hmm. and so i think we're especially as women born Mm -hmm. into a world where 
there's not a freedom to be no. of multiple body types, no. right? Hopefully like there is the like yeah. the but the blueprint is that you're supposed to look like a this, and way. more often than not, it's a little bit unreasonable. Yeah. Yes. And we're taught to compare ourselves to other right. people, and if we don't fit into that mold, then there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. And then the world around us creates a system of you know the whole beauty industry of yeah, like we're of constantly yeah, being yeah. fed a model cows, that like yeah. it's you're not enough, you need this cream, you need yeah. these clothes, you this need this diet. thing, and you better <laughs> do these lashes, and you gotta get yeah. your hair like this and do this diet Mm -hmm. and then you you know you gotta change the way you act in the world like there's just so much of like this that comes from the the distorted divine feminine Mm -hmm. blueprint that Mm -hmm. we're trying to fix and so it is really like what you're bringing forward is really healthy in a positive way of finding that balance that's it's about finding balance right it's Mm -hmm. not about being perfect it's about buying being your balanced healthy self Mm -hmm. right if you're overeating from a place of emotional wounding and you're carrying extra weight then clearly that's not coming from a healthy paradigm yes but if you are eating healthy every day eating food that comes from the earth that fills you up and you feel vibrant in your body Mm -hmm. then what's wrong with that like no matter how like you end up who cares what you look like if is it's about finding that love for yourself but we you know there's there's not a clear model and we're Mm -hmm. trying to recreate this i'm watching it happen all around and it's a fascinating time to live to really see this shift that's coming through to people to really try to find this ability to be your authentic self Mm -hmm. and to be accepted for it and to really appreciate and celebrate your uniqueness. Mm We, 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 you know, born into a generation where sameness was really, you know, you got to have this clothes, you got to have this car, you got to, this is the the track that you do. And, you know, and and slowly, I think generation after generation, this gets on shifts. And so, and there's, there, but there is this expansion of individuality that it's really amazing to watch happen mm-hmm. on the planet of people coming forward and sharing their uniqueness and people getting to see beauty in that uniqueness mm-hmm. and that that what people might have judged it in the past or seen it as flawed that it really is this is what this yeah. is your personal story it's oh, made yeah. you who you are yeah. and the only way on a deeper level that you can really heal the stuff that's going on is to heal the self-judgment, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And, and so if you're judging yeah. yourself, then you're going to get it from the world around yeah. you. And but it's weird because sometimes, it, I think when it comes to the body specifically, and that, and that this is where it comes in, where I, where I think I'm really dealing with now and, and understanding that like, I've done a lot of work around taking personal responsibility and taking personal, especially with working with you and taking personal responsibility for like my emotions and like what I'm bringing in and what I'm attracting. And that there's another level of what, you know, you were talking about with the collective, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like not necessarily their fault because that was what they were imprinted with. It's just the agreement on the planet. It's no one's fault. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to the body and, and body issues and like even even like eating disorders and all that stuff, but mostly really just self-image, that that wasn't my fault (laughs) that someone else put that on me. And then I reacted whatever way I reacted at that point, completely subconscious, because how would I know? How would you know the difference? But then from that point on, that was what was validated over and over mm-hmm. and over and over and Reinforced. over again. Yeah. yeah. So like, of course I'm going to be, a, that's going to be my truth because, you know, and I, 
and I hope my parents are like, not, don't get offended with me saying that, but even when it's coming from your own parents, that you're not okay, that this is not okay, that you can't do it. And from yeah. everyone around you, it's like, that's not my fault. Like that's, and, and me having to separate now what's me and what's, What's me and what's mm-hmm. this collective What did you accidentally society? absorb, right? Yes. Like there's yeah. the, everyone's going to put their stuff, yeah. like everyone's projecting stuff mm-hmm. out, right? Totally. And everyone is, in some way, we're energetic beings. Mm-hmm. And so we're all broadcasting and receiving, broadcasting mm-hmm. and it's like transmitting and receiving. That's really the true higher perspective of the divine feminine, the divine mm-hmm. masculine, working in confluence. And so... As a kid, yeah. we're just receiving yes. because we don't, we're not in our empowered self yet. Right. So you just get loaded up with all this yeah. stuff that starts to run in your energy. Mm-hmm. As adults, we get the choice where yeah. our free will can come in of going, we can really break down, what did I unconsciously receive mm-hmm. and what, then have I consciously turned it into yes. in my system? Yeah. So the part that you unravel first was the part that you build up on top of yes. it, right? Of the yeah. story you started to tell yourself based off of that. Yeah. But then you get to a base point where, okay, now there's just stuff going on in there that doesn't have anything to do with me, right? Right. That I'm just yeah. carrying, maybe on the genetic line, yeah. maybe generations of women in the past have gone through this, oh, or you've had that. it in another yeah. lifetime. Yeah. And so you're playing out that story that's in your DNA blueprint yeah. unconsciously. And you get the chance because energy is always in motion. Yeah. You can shift it. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was saying about that energy of discernment mm-hmm. is I can... Really, if I'm aware of what I've included in my energy, I get to also discern what I want to keep mm-hmm. and what what I want to let go of. Yeah. You know, and so it's really when you're really aware of it, you can go, okay, well, my parents, they they were doing their they best. Doing the best. They, they thought they were trying to yes. make you healthier. Yes. They, they didn't want they you to be healthy. judged in the world. They yeah. didn't want you to, you know, get sick or whatever mm-hmm. they had in their mind at the time. Mm-hmm. Is they thought they were helping. Mm-hmm. The way you interpreted it, it didn't feel good, right? It felt disempowering. Well, it felt I think hurt. at that time, I didn't... I thought that they were helping. Yeah. I, I was just... I just automatically was like, well, I'm just a fuck up because I can't... Well, yeah, it doesn't control. feel good because you, <laughs> yeah. you makes you feel like, shame, right? Yeah. Like it was a shame imprint, yeah. really. Yeah. And so it's a judgment and a shame. And so then that this is where the victim persecutor gets born because mm-hmm. then you want to blame them right oh. and so oh, yeah. it's and like and then no yeah. but yeah. but to go they did the best they could so in order to cut the shame out of your being you have to step out of interacting with mm-hmm. it right so where you know we we're just usually throwing things back and forth we're passing energy mm-hmm. back and forth so to stop the cycle is to really go okay you handed me this i caught it I didn't mean to catch that ball, but you've been throwing that ball to me over and over again. It just got instinct to catch it. And then somehow I accidentally started to store the balls inside my energy and you kept throwing me another one. And now I'm like weighted down with this energy that I've caught from all around me. And then I started to believe it and I started to generate more of the same in my energy. So now I'm carrying around this heavy thing that you gave to me and this backpack that is full of rocks that I don't want to be carrying. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, I started to believe it because I didn't know any better because no one ever taught me any different. And now I've kept regenerating this in my energy. Now I'm feeding it and now it's getting bigger and bigger. And then that's where you get looped in it. And then your every cell of your body is an intelligence that's just reading that belief system and reacting to it. So you go to try to lose weight, but the body's going, well, no, we're, we judge ourselves. We're not good enough. We're not enough. And so if you lose weight, you're going to feel like you're enough. 
Right. And that's not okay because we're not enough. Right. So then your cells won't let Which you lose the weight. Also yeah. You lose weight, you don't feel exactly. Right. But the subconscious mind doesn't yes. make yeah. those. It's not yeah. reasoning, right? The yeah. subconscious mind has no reasoning to it. So it's just drawing up the the yeah. the, the agreements. It's it's a level of program. You can think of it like a computer that's holding mm-hmm. programs where you've stored these programs in in the back it might be a self-sabotage program it might be an imprint right like there's different layers of these protocols that can be stored within your energetic landscape that then get called up when that situation or that feeling Mm -hmm. usually is the feeling that triggers it so the feeling comes you feel it you're like oh no and then before you can even consciously think that subconscious mind is delivered to you everything that's attached to that feeling and you can't if, if you have a lot of stuff attached to it, right. it's what makes that mental confusion and that emotional confusion where you don't know how to get your way out of mm-hmm. it. So it is that like stepping out of that blueprint yeah. and making your own totally. definition of that and rewriting that story that it's okay for me to be this version of me mm-hmm. with the eye that I still might want to change it. Yeah, and then right? that's okay. And that's okay because it's not that I need to get there to be happy. This is where the separation happens is we're all chasing a dangling carrot. I need this thing outside of me in order to be happy. And so that's where the depression gets born from because I, I, and I've been chasing that stupid carrot for so long and I never catch it or I catch it, but I never get a bite of it. I catch it and then someone pulls it out of my hand or I drop it or I lose it or something (laughs) happens and then I'm back to chasing again. And so, and we're all doing this on some level, right? And so... If you're always outwardly defined as needing this thing outside, you're never going to be happy because then that's where the power and control comes because someone could take it away from me. And if I need that in order to be happy, then I'm not going to be happy till I get it. So then I have all this, like all this time I'm chasing after it. I'm miserable, but I can't create happiness from unhappiness. So now I'm generating unhappiness, chasing after something that keeps pushing the carrot further away from you. Because that generation, that, that, that any judgment or rejection energy is a repelling energy, which starts to repel the positivity away from you. And so then how are you going to get what you want? So it has to be from that place of, it's not, people think I think of acceptance a lot of times of I'm accepting it. And so I'm defeated. Right. I gave up. I gave up. And so it's not that you're accepting it. It's more that I'm accepting it in this now moment because I can't change anything unless I harness my energy from this now moment. From this now moment, I have all my full power to start to shift it. But if I'm sending half my power to the future and half my power to the past, (laughs) I'm tethered. You can't see my arms right now, but I'm being pulled like a tight, like from both directions. And so there's no movement. And so you stay stuck. And so it's taking, okay, I can't go back and change the past. It's done. Mm -hmm. The only way I can change the future, worrying about the future is I'm accidentally sending a whole energetic frequency out to the future to create that reality that I don't want mm-hmm. accidentally because I'm thinking about it. We go through our mind and we're like, if this happens, then I'll do that. And if that person says that to me, then I'll do say that. And we do this whole dance in our head of creating this imaginary story. I watched my dad do it. It was a great teacher because he would talk to himself every morning oh, really? like out loud, full on out loud, wow. Italian dude, like going <laughs> off, talking, having imaginary fights in his head with everybody oh. that he was going to call about work 
already imagining that they were going to say the worst thing to him yes. and then getting on the phone. And of course it would always go bad because he had already created that frequency line of like that vibrational reality of sending that out to the world. Right. And so he got that negative. He had already worked himself up into a fury. And yeah. so by the time he got on the phone with them, he's already agitated. They could feel that and then it would go bad as opposed to imagining the positive, right? Right. Very often we more imagine what we were afraid of happening instead of it's easier because we're trying to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so from that place of pulling that energy back from that imaginary future to the present time where you can start to, from this now moment, take action that leads you towards what you want, but also from internally imagining Mm -hmm. what I want instead the positive aspect, then that starts to flood your energy with that positive vibration, which then goes out to the universe and can actually start to create what you want instead of accidentally creating your fears. It's like the pill. It's the pill. Like it's the, the magic pill, the, right? Take it and mm-hmm. don't think about the bad side. Yeah, only like, think about the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, but the like, problem is like a lot. No. Uh, we can't ignore the oh, bad no, things. No, no, so no, that's no, that. No, like no, I yeah, think, yeah. I, you know, for years I tried to positively think over. Yeah. negative stuff in my energy right I'm just gonna be spiritual and I'm yeah. just gonna think positive yeah, no. and I'm just gonna imagine what I want but all this other stuff was going on underneath and so it is the thing that I've been trying to figure out how to unravel within myself but it's what I teach people is like you have to be aware of mm-hmm. what's going on but not keep feeding it but yeah. just know that it's malleable of what you want to let go of but also with the eye of what you want to achieve so accepting your body the way it is now yeah. gives you the chance to actually shift it yeah, I'm a lot of the stuff that I've been doing with my therapist is allowing. Yeah, like allow like and with the because I I'm, I've always been big and you know this may have, mm-hmm. like I, people should feel their feelings. I'm not yeah. like a let's just affirm this. You yeah, know, do affirmations over this. Um, but um, I, I a big thing that I was pushing away was my anger, and I realized that the reason why I was stuck in my depression was because it wasn't actually depression; it was anger, mm-hmm. and then. And I'm, and I have a, as we most do, have a fear mm-hmm. of our own anger. Yeah. And my therapist is like, well, what if you just like allowed yourself to be angry? Yeah. And it was like, instead of having it be this overwhelming emotion where it's like, I'm needing to push it away, push it away, push yeah. it away, where it's like, if you just like allow it to happen, then it happened and it's, then, and then you go through it and it's done. It's like, yeah. oh, you just went through it. Oh, it's oh. done. It doesn't have any power oh. over you. Was this <laughs> yeah. that invisible? Like when we're mm-hmm. tucking it back, we're get, we're feeding it. Like yeah. by rejecting something, we're actually sending it energy. So we think like, oh, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel yeah. this. I don't want to feel you're shoving it down. But as you're doing it, you're, you're sending energy to shove it down, which is actually fueling it, which then lets it overtake us. There's, in our energy there's a difference between emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. A feeling is something like anger that's meant to be, we have an emotional energy and we have an instinctual energy. Mm -hmm. There's instinctual built-in things in our DNA, like, you know, like fear, like anger right that that just come up right or being scared right Mm -hmm. those are just like you see animals and babies do it it's just the way they navigate that's just built in as a survival mechanism in our dna those are meant to just pass like a cloud you watch a baby they're learning to walk they fall down they cry they then two seconds later they're laughing and they're up and running around again there's no holding in it it's that they're in an absolute state of allowing Mm -hmm. and acceptance of what is and animals do it too and so but we do these tethers where 
this feeling equals this experience. Mm -hmm. So that experience gets laid on top of the feeling. They get tethered together. The ego bonds them together. That gets stored in the subconscious mind. And then you can't even get at the pure feeling without the thoughts and all those definitions and judgments you've placed on that anger is bad i think anger is ugly i don't want to i don't want to express anger to people mm-hmm. because it won't be accepted or i don't accept it in myself so i hide off. it turn people yeah. off or whatever the judgment i had the same thing mm-hmm. so i would push it down because i'm like i don't want to be mm-hmm. we both grow up italian yes, so, that's what so. I, I was and so it is yes. that like i was like i'm not no i don't yeah. do anger you know yeah. but then i get in the we- behind the wheel of the car and that oh, anger is yeah. coming out because i had to have a place for it to go but the rest of the time i'm like no i'm not going to express it and it wasn't natural for me but then that holding starts to it you see how it has to go so somewhere right mm-hmm. and because you're you're shoving something down that's a depressive energy, right? Yeah. I'm suppressing, yeah. I'm pushing down, which that's how we all, that's all depression is, all it is, yes. is just pushing something down yes. in your energy. And then finally you've pushed so far down, there's nowhere to push anymore mm-hmm. that you crash. Yeah. And there's nowhere to go. You've yeah. hit the bottom, right? Yeah. And so it's allowing that to come up so it can be expressed out of your energy. And then you say, oh, it's actually not that bad. So what I yelled for a second. Yeah. And then it passed. Yeah. Feelings are meant to pass like clouds. Mm-hmm. They're meant to come in and be like, oh, there's my anger by anger. Yeah. Oh, there's my joy by joy. Like you're just meant to let it kind of move past you. But we make all these definitions around it and judgments around it and put a story around it so then we don't allow it to flow. Yeah. And because it can't flow, then it's suppressed and we've, we've made the judgment and the rejection mm-hmm. on everything on top of it. Then it has a hold over us. Yeah. My, when I, when we realized this and I was like talking to her about it, um, I was saying that she was like, well, what is your, what has your experience with anger been like growing up? And I was like, well, with like, it's different with you, with each parent, but with my dad, my dad and I would just like scream, like get into these like fights where we would scream at each other. But then by the end, like the end of it, we were either laughing or it's like dealt with. And then it was like, fine. Cause, cause my dad's the Italian one. Yeah. So we would just like have this like Italian rage, yeah, yeah. but then it would be done and like, and we were good and it was fine. And she was like, well, that's, that's a healthy <laughs> expression of anger. And I was like, Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. If you just get it out, yeah. then it's okay. And I have that, like, I have that experience in my life where I'm like, Oh, 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 right. It was a big realization for me. Once when I realized that it was actually what was happening was anger. Yeah. And again, to the work that we've done, I think what happened is that I I was working through the la- layers mm-hmm. and got through the layers. And then it was like, that was the thing that was left. It was like, oh, I got to just... I gotta just allow myself to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, oh, now I know. Like, and so it kind of manifested in the way that it manifested. But yeah, I... Um, yeah, but all anger is is just like uh, an explosion of of suppressed yeah. energy, right? Yeah. Like it just it has to get out, right. and it's coming out because you've capped something, mm-hmm. and you know, or you, you know, it's anger. A lot of times is hiding the fear too, yeah, or absolutely. the sadness underneath yeah. it, right? And growing up in a situation like you did mm-hmm. with, you know, with all those messages coming at you mm-hmm. of judgment it's just how could you not like have some level of like I'm just mad I just wanted to be a child I just wanted to play I just wanted to be accepted I want to feel good enough I'm tired and I'm mad that I don't get to feel good enough in this lifetime right yes and so but then you let it out and you're like oh 
okay. okay. Like, but then it doesn't have any control. It doesn't have power over you. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. It, it, mm-hmm. I let it, it, you know, if you're using anger to hide from something mm-hmm. and not express something deeper, right? Like mm-hmm. some people, anger might be at the bottom of it. Right. Most people, I want to say most, but, uh, you know, oftentimes it's used as a masking for something else that's like you get mad because I don't want to feel what I'm yeah. really feeling underneath but you've already done all the digging yeah. underneath it and but anger that the anger much. just wasn't let out yeah. you know so it, got, it kept getting re-included yeah. so we all have a different baseline mm-hmm. it's what what I would call like a, a core feeling state mm-hmm. there's a core kind of wound that we're trying to get at that's the cascade everything comes off of that so it's really trying to understand how to get at what what is that for each individual person. So what I'm trying to work out right now is like yes. how can we try and figure out questionnaires to help people yeah. really drill down and get at what's that thing that's buried underneath it inside of your energy that's generating all of this. You know, like I had a fear of abandonment mm-hmm. and that generated a whole bunch of stuff on mm-hmm. top of it. But under the abandonment is like feeling rejected, yeah. right? Or not feeling enough. Right. And so... From there, I bore out like a whole bunch of other stuff on top of it. But if you could just get at that core thing and you dissolve that, then this peeling of the layers that we've done together, trying to figure this out for clients is because if we can get to the core thing, then that's where you can get an instant healing, right? Then that's where it can just be like that magic pill that you take and you're like, oh my gosh, that thing that I struggled with, it's, it's, it's literally gone. Like I can't even find it in my energy anymore when I go back to look at it. Yeah. And so I figured out how to do it for me. Now I'm figuring out how to do it like for other people. And so it's really, it's good though, (laughs) but I'm excited for you and that this work that you're doing is fantastic. Thank you. I mean, I would not have gotten here without you. No, (laughs) but well, I'm I'm one of many people that have assisted you. But you've assisted me the longest. Mm -hmm. I've gone back. Like you could take the, you could take it. I'll take take the compliment. I'll take it. Thank you. You're the person who I go back to the most Mm -hmm. because I, I have appreciate it. The most healing with, having worked with you and I'm I am where I'm at now because of the work that we've done together and I'm really excited that you have like your website up and you're putting yourself out there I'm so now do I have it. a place to refer yeah, people to send people to yes. me because I want to help people yes, it's yes. really like such a joy to me like I really feel like it's my life's work to it really is, get to be able yeah. to support people in this way and I know what it feels like to mm-hmm. be stuck because I've been stuck in my lifetime and if I could just pay it forward to as many people as want to come. Yeah. It's really, I feel like I accomplished what I came here to do. Yeah, so it's really such a gift. 